Welcome to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center located in North Huntingdon. Dr. Susan Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To talk to Dr. Plank with your health questions, call 412-825-6262. That's 412-825-6262. And now, Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan. Hello and welcome to the show today. Today we're breaking down insulin resistance, going to tell you what you need to know. That's exactly what we'll be discussing. It's prevalence, it's risk factors, it's symptoms. What is it? And we're going to get into that in just a moment. I do want to be able to let you know that a week from today, next Wednesday the 24th, uh, will be Cracking the Hormonal Code, Understanding PCOS and Insulin Resistance. It's a lot of information. I'm putting it into one webinar. It's free. You can go to norwinwellness.com. That's norwin with an N, norwinwellness.com. You can register there for free. Uh, Also, too, if you're having any type of symptoms, if you're interested in thinking, hey, maybe I can use the help of a nutritionist, maybe I'm too tired, I'd like to have more energy, I don't know, maybe I just need to lose a few pounds, maybe I just want to feel better, right? Like you've tried so much, you don't even care anymore. I don't care if I lose weight. I just want to feel better. Can you imagine everything you've tried if you feel that way? But I know some of you do. Again, you can go to norwinwellness.com. Look right at the top there of my homepage. Work with Dr. Plank free here. I ask you to fill out. You can click that. Click here. Complete my online health assessment. Then you and I set up a call. We'll talk about what's going on, and I will give you free advice of what do I think you need to do, what supplements, what just what needs to happen, okay? So that is typically how I... Um, how I want to give back. I'm a strong believer in giving back to the community and, uh, you know, whatever I can do to help guide you, uh, whether it's lifestyle choices, like I said, or supplements, or just what should I be eating, please don't hesitate, uh, com, and just follow the three easy steps there under Work with Dr. Plank for free. So here we go, breaking down insulin resistance, what you need to know. So insulin resistance is a condition you might not be too, too familiar with, but it's really sneaky, and it's sneaking into our healthcare system, and it's where the body cells become less sensitive to insulin. So, well, what exactly is insulin? Because otherwise you might only associate insulin with someone who is diabetic. And so insulin is a hormone that you'd be right. Insulin regulates blood sugar. And so folks that are diabetic might not have adequate production of insulin or they might not have very good control of insulin. So we have sort of, again, I always talk about processes and disease processes. So insulin resistance would, would be sort of a step in that cog 
on the way to becoming diabetic, adult-onset diabetic. Usually at some point in there, the person is going to go through what's known insulin resistance. So, again, the earlier we can find changes in blood sugar, that's your fasting glucose level, virtually every doc, every year you go, get your blood work done, that number's going to be on there. Ideally, I want that number to be 84. I do not want that number to go above 90. So if you're listening to this right now, just do me a favor and jot down on a piece of paper 90 and fasting glucose. And then whenever you have a chance, and you can go to your, whatever, health portal if you have one of those, or pull out your latest labs, of, you know, copy of your labs, look and see what your fasting glucose is. If it's over 90, then go to norwinwellness.com and fill out the information of work for, with Dr. Plank for free or just call my office, 724-863-5420. We need to get blood sugar down. And insulin binds with blood sugar. Blood sugar is there from what we eat. Our body breaks down our food, and it breaks it into energy known as glucose molecules. Insulin is released from the pancreas, and insulin, the hormone, has to bind with these glucose molecules, and it unlocks the cell membrane, so the energy, as it moves into the cell, this combination of insulin and glucose, it allows it now, when they bind, to go into the cell. And now the cell will have energy. If you have a problem with too high of glucose or too low or too high of insulin, this mechanism really gets wonky and doesn't work efficiently. And now we start to, and other reasons which we're going to talk about, the person starts to develop what's known as insulin resistance. The cell membranes are resistant to allowing insulin through. According to the American Diabetes Association, about 88 million American adults have insulin resistance. But there's a good chance this might be the first time you're hearing about it. So the risk factors can be, you know, a family history of diabetes. So a lot of folks call and say, hey, my blood sugar has been going up over time or I have this stubborn weight I can't lose. My mom, my dad, both parents, a grandparent, they were diabetic. I'm concerned. I don't want to be diabetic. I don't want to be on medication the rest of my life. So always, nutritionally, always, the earlier we can catch things, we can unwind the effects, right? We actually have the ability to stop things in the tracks and start to put them in reverse. But a strong family history of diabetes, if you're currently obese, if you're not very physically active, what we talked about last week for women, polycystic ovary syndrome, PCOS, is another risk factor, and other specific medical 
conditions. So insulin resistance is caused by a variety of factors. So again, genetics. We're going to go a little bit more in depth now of what we just talked about. If you have a family history of diabetes, siblings, parents, grandparents, you need to start paying attention. You need to start paying attention to what your fasting blood sugar, that glucose level, is year to year when you get your physical done, when you get your labs done. If it keeps creeping up, then you're on the wrong path. We want it to stay as stable as we can, and if it's too high, we need to get it down lower. So insulin resistance can be inherited genetically, and some people may be more susceptible to developing insulin resistance due to their heritage, their genetic makeup, their parents' lifestyles. Individuals with a strong family history of a parent and grandparent or both with diabetes can have a higher and a much higher genetic risk to developing insulin resistance. Okay? So if you're concerned, let's, let's talk. Let's get you tested. It's something we can test for because a lot of times it's nice just to put the mind at rest and not worry about what's going on. Sedentary lifestyle. There's a reason, I sort of say it jokingly, but there's a reason I say many weeks here, please grab your your most favorite person's hand on days like this. You know, you get home from work, they get home from school, something, and just get outside. Go for a walk. Take a drive to a park meander around, do something to where you have a chance to get some sunlight, which is hard enough in western Pennsylvania, but a chance, a chance to get some sunlight on your skin and move a little bit, okay? Sedentary lifestyle, it's very little physical activity, and this alone can lead to insulin resistance, Exercise actually helps improve insulin sensitivity and it actually helps metabolize glucose better, which helps reduce the risk of insulin resistance. So if nothing else, I really hope you make movement, walking. I'm not saying go run a marathon. I'm saying walk. Make it a priority. Carve out time in your day. Just walk. But make sure you do it throughout your life. And it's even more important for those of you that we just talked about that do have a family history of diabetes. Obesity. Obesity is a significant risk factor for insulin resistance. The more excess weight, the more excess fat can interfere with insulin signaling and also increase inflammation in your body. If you're carrying around an extra 30 pounds or more, and especially, I hate to say it, guys, if it's in the belly, right, if you can't see your shoes, 
ladies, if your weight is not sort of all around but just in the belly, it's the most serious, dangerous type of weight you can have. So if you're carrying around 30 or more pounds of belly fat, chances are you could already be insulin resistant and you might not ever even know it. Poor diet. Consuming a diet high in processed and sugary foods leads to insulin resistance. Well, I don't eat. I don't eat. I could hear something. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat sugar. I like my fast food, but I don't eat sugar. Folks, that's, that's, it's still, you know, there's this, we, I don't know that we've done after I get untongue tied here. I don't know that we've done a great job with getting folks nutritionally. I don't know that we've done a great job of getting folks to understand if you're not, if it's not a protein and it doesn't have fiber in it, Everything else is going to turn to sugar in your body. Everything else. Fiber, fat, and protein. Otherwise, it's going to turn to sugar in your body. Some of it's going to be slower. It's going to absorb into your body slower, but all of it, all of it is going to turn into sugar. So if you can't remember the last time, you know, that you ate like a salad with actually crunchy vegetables, not just lettuce, If you can't remember the last time or you don't eat much protein, vegans, vegetarians, and there's a lot of women, peri- and postmenopausal, that they lose their taste for meat. They don't eat much meat. Then the diet tends to be all higher sources, even if you say, but God gave us this. Look at this delicious fruit. Folks, that is one of the biggest things I have to educate my clients on is those that have a history of diabetes, those that have insulin resistance, those that have the belly fat that want to feel better and do something about it. By the time they contact me, by the time they're working with me, chances are they are insulin resistant. And even the fruit, even all natural fruit can be more sugar than what their body can handle. So we have to really be smart about this and we have to really dive into the diet and what you're eating. If you're going without sleep, sleep deprived. Maybe you're trying to get sleep. Maybe you stay up late, right? It's a lack of sleep. Maybe you don't have good quality sleep. It doesn't matter. If you're not getting the sleep, you're not getting the rest, your body can't heal. But that is a big thing that interferes with all hormones, hormone imbalances across the board, weight gain, neurotransmitters of the brain, and insulin resistance, insulin sensitivity, and glucose metabolism. It's how our body creates energy. If you have a high blood sugar and you're tired all the time, your body is not efficient at making energy, which means it's usually a blood sugar and, or an insulin resistance type of problem. 
aging. So just as we age, our bodies just naturally become less efficient at using insulin. Because typically what we've done to our bodies our whole lives, right, what we've done to our bodies our whole lives has had some effect. And it's a cumulative, it's a cumulative problem. So we get to a certain age, and now if we haven't really taken care of ourselves or we haven't changed to healthier habits earlier in life or we don't have good habits much at all, now our health is really, it's a cumulative effect. Can it be reversed? Yes, of course it can. But we have to start. We have to start. So just like, again, through as we age, hormones decrease, so does insulin. Don't forget, insulin is just another hormone. And this imbalance adds to poor insulin quality, again, can't get through the cell membrane, plus, if, you know, we tend to be worked in toxic environments, they eat toxic food, right, took in a lot of heavy metals or things like that. Those are all going to block cell membranes. And so even the stuff that you think, well, my doctor prescribed it, it has to be okay for me because my doctor prescribed it. So medications, certain medications like steroids and antipsychotics can interfere with insulin signaling and therefore lead to insulin resistance. And other medical conditions, like we talked about polycystic ovary syndrome, metabolic syndrome, where your metabolism really off, Cushing syndrome, which is adrenal. That's pretty much the only adrenal uh, medical condition that, that, you know, a lot of the health profession even recognizes. But if you're stressed out a majority of your life, if you're to the point where you're stressed out and think one more thing happens, and it's going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. That's your adrenals, your adrenal fatigue, adrenal failure. That's going to affect your insulin levels and increase your risk of insulin resistance. So it's important to understand the causes because then we have a chance to sort of put the brakes on its development. If we understand the causes, now we can, we can implement different types of scenarios to slow down the process and hopefully stop the process and reverse the process of insulin resistance. So what are some of the symptoms, right? What are some of the symptoms? High blood sugar. Like I said, your glucose level over 90, you're gaining weight, and you're gaining weight faster and faster. And it sure as heck doesn't seem like you're overeating, and you're actually trying to watch what you're eating, and you just keep gaining weight. Could be insulin resistance. High blood pressure, another symptom. Fatigue, you just feel sort of, ah, I have no energy, right? Again, this is how your body makes energy. So when we have a problem with blood sugar and or insulin, we're going to see fatigue and loss of sort of motivation and energy. Increased hunger. Insulin takes the energy and puts it into the cells, the glucose. It binds with a glucose molecule and it puts it into the cell. 
if the cell membrane doesn't like the insulin, a.k.a. insulin resistance, it's going to bounce off. And so, therefore, all the energies on the outside of the cell, higher and higher blood sugar, higher and higher insulin level if you get your blood levels tested, but there's nothing in the cell. The energy is on the outside of the cell. It's not getting inside the cell. So you have higher and higher blood sugar and higher and higher insulin level in your blood, but you're walking around like you're the walking wounded. You have no energy. You have no spunk. You have, like, I could care less. You can't get motivated to get out of the couch. You just don't, a beautiful day, and you're like, I don't really care. I can't get outside. I just don't have the energy to go do it. If any of this sounds familiar, it could be insulin resistance. Brain fog. Okay? Can't remember. I just met that person. No clue. I have no clue what their name is. Can't concentrate. You're starting to think, oh, boy, I think I have... I think I might be coming down with Alzheimer's. I just, I can't put, I just can't remember. I can't put things together anymore. It must be, right? And you start to tell yourself that, and you get yourself more worked up and stressed out over it. Wouldn't it just be nice to get the blood test done and see if you have insulin resistance rather than stress out over it, right? Of course it would. Skin changes. can change changes in the skin, dark patches on the skin, skin tags. So again, when I throw these symptoms out, it doesn't mean, oh, you're going to sit there and check off every single one of them if you're sitting there listening. Maybe you did, and if you did, then chances are, right, it could be insulin resistance. But you might only have one or two. You might not have any of them, and you could still have insulin resistance. Because again, remember, there's early stages of everything, and the longer it goes on, and the longer it's unrecognized, the longer nobody knows that you have it, the longer you keep eating the same way, the longer you remain sedentary, the more weight that you gain, it just starts speeding up. And now the symptoms get worse and worse. And then all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, I could check off every single one of those symptoms. And this is why having it tested, it's, a, it's an easy blood test. It's just as easy as checking your blood sugar. My favorite insulin-resistant test is from Cleveland Heart Labs. I think they do a fantastic job. And so, you know, that's the way I like to have it done. But it's an easy, easy blood test to check for it. And it's so important, especially to catch early. So you can keep having your fasting glucose checked repeatedly year after year after year. But it's, you know, again, folks, it's always what test was done, and how was it interpreted? Like, what did you learn from that test? Well, if you can look at your last five years' worth of blood sugar readings, and every year it gets higher than the year before, and that hasn't brought a spark of concern to your medical professional, then I'd say it's time to get a second opinion. Because if over five years, three years, right, your blood sugar has gone up and you have a family history of diabetes somewhere, you're cruising, but you're cruising in the wrong direction. we got to put that baby in reverse. So a fasting glucose level, it's done on virtually every single person every year. 
but is somebody looking for the patterns of what your numbers are doing? Is somebody interpreting those results nutritionally, preventively? Are they just watching the numbers as they increase over time, and it's like, well, we'll keep an eye on it. You're not diabetic yet. Is that the advice you want to get? So, you know, let's talk a little bit about the diagnosis and the the treatment of it. So, like I said, it is diagnosed through a blood test. It's very, very good, and usually on my clients I am. I'm doing a fasting glucose level. Where's their glucose at? I'm usually doing an insulin level as well. Through Cleveland Heart Lab, I can actually do an insulin resistance score, and I do all of these. Hemoglobin A1C, I don't care if you're diabetic. Hemoglobin A1C, usually, ah, we're not going to... We're not going to order that. You're not diabetic. Unfortunately, in my career, people come to me for help, and they are diabetic, and they they never knew because they only ordered the fasting glucose. So we need to get, again, just a simple blood test done to see what the results are, and then we form a plan. And the plan is to put the brakes on, to slow things down, hopefully put things in reverse. And how are we going to do that? Healthy diet, get some regular exercise, but let's be realistic. If I told you guys right now, start going for a walk, go exercise, how many are going to do it? You don't do it because you don't have time in your schedule building and you haven't prioritized it. But a lot of folks, it's, I don't even have the energy to go for a walk thought of putting on shoes and going out and going and walking around the neighborhood for 30 minutes every day is like too much. And I realize this about folks. So my goal is always to get folks feeling better using food. We change the diet. We get them feeling better using food. Once they start feeling better and they have more energy, now they feel like doing these things. But just like it sit there and go, oh, yeah, everybody should be exercising, it's not going to happen. Some of these things you have to feel better to do it. Think about it this way. Ready, willing, and able. Right? Ready, willing, and able. You might be ready to lose weight. You might be willing to lose weight. But are you able to make the time sacrifice? Are you willing to eat the food that you need to eat? Are you willing, what are you, right? So ready, willing, and able. And so that's what we have, that's how we have to set up a plan. Because I want everybody to succeed. I want everybody to get the benefit out of it. So folks, we will most likely continue next week because this is just fascinating. It is a step, right? It's a step in the blood sugar. It's another test, an insulin test, insulin resistance score you can get. But it's a step on the way to help figure out where are you at on your path are you on the path to developing diabetes? So I think it's a very important topic. This is exactly what I'll be talking about next Wednesday night at the free webinar. You can find out more about that and register norwinwellness.com. That's norwinwellness.com. This is Dr. Susan Plank. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you, everyone. God bless. Take care, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye now. Thanks for listening to Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, hosted by Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntingdon. 
Dr. Plank is an expert in natural remedies for weight loss and digestive health issues. To make an appointment with Dr. Susan Plank of the Norwin Wellness Center, call 724-863-5420. That's 724-863-5420. And listen again for another edition of Wellness and Weight Loss with Dr. Susan, sponsored by the Norwin Wellness Center in North Huntington, here on KHB Radio.